Welcome to the First Baptist Church podcast from First Baptist Church in Navasota, Texas. For more information, visit fbcnavasota.org. My mama's going to pickle that okra. <laughs> I'm loving that. You got the bag. Okay, yeah, there, there they are. They've got their bag of okra. You, you know, I teased about, you remember a few weeks ago, Joe was up here and he had the license plate. You remember that? And he was doing his best to make an object lesson out of the license plate. You remember what happened? You know, the kids were just like, ah, all over the place. It's a wonderful thing when that happens because you realize that the plans of man do not reflect the heart of God. And God has the privilege and the right at any given time to move any way he wants to in your life and mine and in the lives of all these little boys and girls. But guys, listen to me. This morning we're going to talk about stuff that moves us. Okay, things that move us. Little boys and girls, to me, are, are really cool. Um, I, have, I have a 12-year-old. I have a wonderful 12-year-old little girl. Uh, I didn't figure at this point in my life I would have a 12-year-old girl. Can I get a witness? Okay. Here's the deal. In God's economy, He puts things in your life, both positive and negative, to go ahead and grow you to Him. And so when we're talking this morning about how He wants us to be grown towards Him, realize His heart for you this morning is after we finish in His Word, you will be closer to Him. Not that you'll have gone to church and listened to a sermon, but you will be closer to Him. That is His heart message for you this morning. So guys, I'm going to ask you a few questions here this morning. What really moves you? What really moves you? Okay? Think about that for a minute. It could be family. Family might move you. Family, because when you gather together, Everybody's all together, and you're kind of like, man, this is good stuff. I really, really enjoy this. I'm going to share with you again. Some of those folks that have, have gone home to be with the Lord, I heard stories about how much they enjoyed their family. John Webb, super, Dr. Webb, superintendent, principal, guy that invested himself here in Navasota. A short time before he went home to be with the Lord, his whole family gathered together. And I, Mignon, I remember you telling me this, that as they all gathered together, his face absolutely exploded with joy. It moved him. Family can move us. Friends can move us. Friends can move us both positively and negatively. Your friends can move you in wonderful ways. And listen, if you are a Christ follower here this morning, if you have asked Jesus to come in and be Lord of your life, that doesn't mean you religiously do something that, that makes you a church member. No, you have a relationship with Jesus. He is boss of your life, like Joe shared in baptism this morning. He becomes boss of your life. If that's happened to you, then the Bible doesn't say, Hey, ignore all of your bad guy friends over here. That's not what God wants you to do. But He doesn't want you to follow them. He wants you to go ahead and include them with you. 
you become the friend that draws them closer and closer to God. Your friends can go ahead and do that. Your, there, there are certain other things that can move us. We are at that wonderful place in, in our church year where football can move you. Can I get a witness? Next, next month, September and October, hunting will move certain people, okay? I remember when I came to church here, one of the first Sundays in the fall, I was, I was up here and I was preaching, and wax, it was back where you're sitting right there, there was a row of guys in camouflage, all right? Evidently, their wives had said, you can go hunting in the morning, but you make sure you are there for church when church starts at 10.30. So here's this line of guys, and they were separated by about this much between each other. I imagine they'd gotten up and they smelled, okay? All right? It's the only time in a Baptist church everybody moved forward instead of backwards, okay? They were all lined up there. Football can move you. If you don't believe that, there are going to be 102,000 people up there at a stadium on Thursday, and you will see what movement really is. It can move you. It can excite you. That's not the only thing. Faith can move you. Now, guys, listen. Faith is not church. Faith is a thing that you have with Jesus Christ where He comes into your life, forgives your sin. You invite Him to come in. He wants to. He wants to make you God's child. And you invite Him in. And when that happens, faith can begin to move you into places that you never, ever, ever imagined you'd get to. Guys, the things that move us. John, in John's Gospel, begins to talk about things that moved him. And he talks about how he heard Jesus speaking these words about how God wants you to be moved into a relationship with him. This morning we're going to go ahead and share in John's Gospel, chapter 14. And I hope you have your Bible. If you've got your Bible, hold it up for a second, okay? Hold up your Bible. It's okay. All right, if you don't, just sneak one, pick it up out of the pew and fake me out, okay? All right? Bring your Bible with you, okay? We have it up here on, on the board, but bring your Bible too. We're going to read this, this passage as Jesus is teaching his disciples about the Holy Spirit. Stand together for the honor of reading God's Word. And I'm going to ask that you read with me these words. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. May God bless the reading of His Word. Be seated. A few weeks ago, I was teaching and made a comment that the Holy Spirit is that part of God that is the action-oriented part. And I said, it is. Guys, let me share with you. I had a church member here that, that quietly and very graciously came up and said, Brother Clyde, I need to tell you that the Holy Spirit is not an it. He is who He is. And I said, did I say that? And he said, and, and look, 
I've had people that have come up to me and said, Pastor, I need to have a word with you about, about something. And they're not trying to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to biblically skewer you because you made a mistake. Listen to me, folks. I have feet of clay. I have a mind of a 60-year-old. Both of them are deadly, okay? And that means that I make mistakes. And I made mistakes as a 15-year-old as well as a 60-year-old man. I'm full of mistakes. My goal in life is to make brand new mistakes, not make the same old ones again and again and again. And guys, let me share with you, this person that came up to me didn't do it out of arrogance or pride. They did it so that I would be more accurate in telling the story about Jesus and His love for you and me. The Holy Spirit is a He. And the Holy Spirit always, always moves you to the Father. He always moves you to the Father. Guys, the reason I share this with you is so many times we think of the Holy Spirit, and as I shared about this two months ago, I'll share with you again. The Holy Spirit is not something to fear as a believer, and especially as a Baptist. The Holy Spirit is that part of the Trinity that, that God has put in you and me. When we ask Jesus into our life, the Bible says that He pours Himself into you and me. Guys, listen. You remember in Acts chapter 1, you remember what happened? Some of you all are going, heck no, Clyde, I don't. Well, let me share with you what happens. Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. He's crucified, he's dead, he's buried, and he blows the tomb up. God blows the tomb up in three days, and Jesus comes out. Over 400 people saw the resurrected Jesus. You, you know why we don't have Jewish writings or Roman writings that say, hey, that really didn't happen? It's because no one could deny it. People saw Jesus. And they didn't know what to make about it. And, and some of the Jewish leadership said, if we'll just be quiet about this, it'll all die off. Did that work? Yeah. Jesus is with his disciples in Acts chapter 1. And he begins to tell them, look, I'm going to go away. I shared this with you in John 14. I'm going to go away and the Holy Spirit will come down upon you. And so Acts chapter 1 after he says this, Jesus is, he ascends to heaven. Acts chapter 1 is Jesus goes up. Acts chapter 2 is the Spirit comes down. And as the Spirit of God comes down, when, when Pentecost is celebrated, and you know the story, over 5,000 folks get saved. Jesus is glorified. God is glorified. People are brought to the Lord. Look, the Holy Spirit always moves people to the Father. It doesn't do anything that's going to push people away. Guys, listen, if you see things that, that are demonstrated and called holy and in church, and this is the Holy Spirit and it is something else, if you see stuff that points to a person or points to a church or points to anything other than the Father, that is heresy. The Holy Spirit always bears witness to the Father. Always. It is part of the Trinity. He is that part that will dwell in you and me as Christ followers until the day that we see God face to face in heaven. 
And His job is to guard you and to guide you and to move you to a closer relationship with Him. How does He do that? By conviction of sin. Look, alright, you want the sermon to go quicker, you got to play along, okay? What did your mom, all, and don't say wear clean underwear, okay? Alright, we've already done that. What was one thing your mom always said that you needed to put into your character that you would do? What is it? Okay, go look. Do unto others as others do unto you. Matter of fact, do better to them than they did to you. Okay? What else? Wash behind your ears. If we can move to something more spiritual that, that fits into my sermon, that would be a good thing right now. I'll work on it. What else? Oh, anybody get that besides me? You don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Look, if you said something to somebody that wasn't, or if you didn't wash behind your ears, see I worked that in, see how smooth that was. If that happened, listen guys, you would go ahead and be worried that your mom would find out. And she, <laughs> and she would. The Holy Spirit is not your mom and it isn't your conscience. The Holy Spirit is that part that in your life says, God says this isn't right. That's called conviction of sin. This is wrong. Anything that does not pattern itself what God wants is sin and it's wrong. And that's the part that God says, hey, stop or hey, do this. That's conviction of sin. God uses that to draw you and me to a relationship with Him. Revealing Christ's love and forgiveness is another way the Holy Spirit brings you and me to, to faith. Drawing you to a relationship with God through Christ. The Holy Spirit will also do one other thing that is so important, and that is it will testify to and about Jesus. It will testify to and about Jesus. The only way that you can be freed from your sin is through the sacrifice and grace of God's Son, Jesus. That's the only way. Now guys, let's define grace again, okay? I do this with our little kids on Wednesday night. I'm going to share it with you again. Grace means getting better than I deserve. That's what grace is, okay? Grace means absolutely and what the Holy Spirit does is realizing that you and I cannot be forgiven without Jesus' death on the cross, He then testifies and bears witness that that is in fact true. And you can take a little piece of an okra and go ahead and make a sermon example out of that. A bad one, I'll guarantee you. But you can because it bears witness of the fact that if God could craft an unclean food like an okra for you and I to eat, then God is God over everything, including all of those things in your life, listen to me, church, that are also unclean right now. And the only way He can clean you up is by drawing you to the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Guys, listen to me. Becoming a Christian 
is not about religion. It is not about church. And it is not about all of the things that surround church. It is about faith and grace. And God offers you that through His Son, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is that part that draws you and me into Him. The only way you can get freed from that sin is through the sacrifice of Christ. Because of that truth, the Holy Spirit draws you to the gospel story and to the work of Jesus as He bought you and me from hell's gate. The Holy Spirit does not advertise about Himself. It always draws to the Father's love. And what I would ask you this morning is, have you been drawn to the Father's love? Have you been drawn to the Father's love? Holy Spirit does one more thing I want to share with you about this morning. He wants you to move today. He doesn't just say, hey, let's do a teaching about the Holy Spirit and then go ahead and say, yeah, that's great, wonderful. I know a little bit more intellectually now, but my heart is unchanged. No, God wants to move you this morning by His Holy Spirit. Guys, listen to me. In just a minute, in our church, we have what's called an invitation. An invitation is where we stand together and it's generally, hey, we're getting towards the end of church and that's a good thing. We stand up and we sing together and that's about it. Guys, that's not about it. This is the time that God provides and our church looks at and provides for you to respond not to what Clyde's saying, but what some, to, to the Holy Spirit that right now is churning inside of you saying, will you let God change you today? Will you let Him in your life to become boss today? Will you move yourself to plant yourself like Jessica shared this morning to a place where God can love you and God can use you in a church family? Guys, listen to me. God wants to move you today, not so that at that time where we have the invitation, you will walk down the aisle and shake the preacher's hand and get religion or get saved. Let me share with you, Clyde cannot save you. The Baptist church cannot save you. But you can be saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and faith in Him. And guys, what He wants you to do and what the Holy Spirit brings you to do is so that you will be used by God and grow closer to Him. Whenever you see, listen, <laughs> I'm back up just a minute. There are many frauds of the Spirit of God in today's world. Folks that will cry out that God is moving and demanding the attention be focused on, on what they are doing rather than what God has already done. There are plenty of churches. That one? I was all excited over there. Now I got to get over here, all right? Are we better now? All right. When you and I see religion on display that advertise or glorifies a preacher, that is not of God. 
How do you know then when the Holy Spirit wants to move you today? You didn't buy into this today, Liz. But a few weeks ago, before Stacy and I went on vacation, Liz came up to me, Liz Urban, and she said, I really feel compelled that God wants us, this body of believers, to help kids get a good start for school. Now, folks, it was August, and she kind of quick outlined it to me. Can I make an announcement? Yeah, you can make an announcement about this. And then she stood up here and she said, and here's what I want to do. I want to have this amount of school supplies for every grade. Okay. All right. And I want to go do this and this and this. And Stacy you know, and I are going on vacation that day. Okay, that day. And, of course, Clyde wants to be there and be a part of it because it won't happen unless Clyde's there. Right? When the Holy Spirit tells you something to do, the right answer is always yes. When God calls your name to take the next walk with Jesus, the right answer is yes. Let me share with you what happened. And by the way, Pick her brain because it was awesome. I came down here on Thursday night and it was wall-to-wall people in there and, and people were walking out with little kids clutching stuff, thrilled. And Stu, this makes your job as a superintendent easier. And by the way, next year we're starting in June, okay, all right? I share this with you because when God's Spirit moves and wants to move you today, the easy answer is, say, is to say, oh, I'll wait a minute. Listen, if you wait a minute, that, mo- that moment of movement of God is gone. The day of salvation is today. It's right now. And if God is calling your name, the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart. Don't miss it. Don't put it off. Because it is a special time and appointment that God has made with you for today. Are you ready to move? Are you already moved? Is He trying to move you? The right answer is, I'll be moved. Pray with me.